but the miracles that happen and the restoration that happens and the blessings that flow can happen in every service. Sometimes we just can't take it, so we have to show out. But I'm looking for more of that in 2016. I'm looking for more of the manifestation of the Lord in 2016. I'm looking for more of what the Word says in 2016. I'm looking for being more like Him in 2016. I guess you could say I'm looking for more. You could be seated. I want you to sit. You've been up and worshiping. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate everybody being here today. I don't know where she went. I wish you are glad Sister Ashley Cox and Sister Leah are home. They're not just visiting, but they're back. And we're thankful for that. Appreciate that so much. It's good to see familiar faces and friends with us this morning. We hadn't got to be in church with in a while. Sure appreciate you all being here. Sister Lori, good to see you today. Oh, God's good. Brother Terry, good to see you back. Your son, God bless you. Sister Tasha, Sister Angie, good to see you all this morning. God's good. I sure appreciate him. I pray and seek the Lord for things for this church. And You know, there was a long time I didn't understand people would say we're going to have a vision casting service and I just didn't know what that meant (laughs) I'm just not that uh, you know so I had to learn and so I I started several years back praying Lord what for this year for this season for our church what and last year in 2015 I felt the Lord just speak one word grow and so we began to work on ourselves growing maturing in the Lord we, we studied the word and we, we we applied it to our life so we could grow we learned to love each other and be united so we could grow we, we went through trials and tests in 2015 and believe it or not it was so we could grow we lost some things in 2015 believe it or not it was so we could grow sometimes things leave our life and, it's, and people live our life and we can still grow. It makes us experienced. It gives us the stability that we need. It helps us to be stronger. It helps us to realize that, that God's with us in the tough times. And, and we grew. We grew in number. We grew in new faces and new families. And we, we baptized people, saw them filled the Holy Ghost, and we grew. And I was praying again this year and just walking around in the sanctuary. And I was like, God, what, what this year, What? And so my vision for our church, for Restoration Apostolic and for myself, and I hope it will become your vision as well because you're part of this church. And I need us to all be in one accord and have all things common. We need to have the same focus and the same vision. And so this is what I'm asking, what I'm believing, and what I'm praying will become our vision during this, this season for this church summed up in this one word more more 
I'm not just talking about having more or getting more because you know as well as I do we can accumulate stuff we can get more things and they have no purpose and value they're just stuff they just clutter it's just in the way a lot of people are always getting more and it fills up their closets and their garages and they can't even park the cars in the garage like us <laughs> you know it's people get stuff I'm not just talking about having useless stuff I'm not just talking about being involved in useless programs I'm uh, I'm talking about doing more I'm talking about doing more of the things that produce the miraculous I'm talking about doing more of the things that improve us as a church that improve us as the church and that will improve us as saints of God I'm not talking. I'm talking about just not being satisfied with just getting by, not settling into a mode of we're doing okay. Come on, come on. I'm talking about my cup is running over more. I'm talking about the end of living beneath our privilege. I'm talking about the end of low living, of just barely scraping by. I'm talking about grabbing a hold to the promise that we are above and not beneath, that we are the head and not the tail, that if we do these things, there is a blessing waiting to overtake me. I'm talking about more. I'm talking about more things that will produce the miraculous. We can do more. Look at your neighbor and say, we can do more. Look at your other neighbor and say, we can do more. Say it to yourself. I can do more. I can do more. I know. Yes, we can. I know that we, we think, whoo, I've got so much on my plate. And we probably do. But we can still do more of yes. the things that pertain yes. to the kingdom of God. Yes. We should never get to the point that we have so much stuff going on that we can't keep our hands involved in the work of the kingdom of God. If you work 70 hours a week, you need to find some time to spend it with God. If you work three shifts a day, every day, you need to somewhere, somehow find a place to squeeze in some time with God. Don't ever let this world completely overtake your time with God. It's sad to realize how things could have been if we had just done more. I've heard of firefighters and paramedics and doctors and soldiers, different people that are in these places of action, police officers, things like that, and, and they do their best and they're doing their job, and, but you know, because they have this sense of duty if it doesn't turn out with the best circumstance, if they lose a patient or if uh, they don't get somebody out of the fire or if somebody dies in a robbery, you know, they, they think maybe they would have lived if I had just done more. I don't want to ever have that kind of regret for my walk with God. Maybe I could have helped somebody if I would just done more. I know that many of you, I'm sure probably all of you have heard of a man named Oscar Schindler. And because of him, 
there are generations alive today from the Jewish nation. He, he helped Jewish people escape and survive through the, the World War and the Holocaust. And he had a factory and he would use them to work and he would use things to buy them and get them in there so he could save more people. And over 1,100 Jews he saved. And generations of generations are still alive today because he did this. And, and I saw that movie and his, the end scene is heartbreaking. Because they're all around in the wars over there about to leave and he's trying to get out of there before the Nazis come to get him and and the man that he was with the whole time, they bring him a ring and they made it for him and they were just thanking him for what he had done and and he said, I could have saved more. And he looked at his car and he said, Why didn't I sell the car? Why did I keep the car? He said, that, that's at least ten more. And he, he looked at this gold pen, he said, This was at least one more person, and he said, I could have done more. I don't want to come to the end and realize I could have done more. I want to have a walk with God as Paul had so I can say, I have finished my course. I want to be able to say there is nothing more here for me to do. I'm ready to depart. I don't have any regrets. I didn't leave nothing undone. I finished my course. I've done all I can do. In my life, I did more and more and more and more for God. I don't want to give in to complacency, to idleness, to slothfulness and laziness. I want to make sure that I stay focused on God. In Proverbs 6 and 10 and 11, it says, Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, or it will come as a thief, and thy want will come as an armed man or as a warrior. I don't want to fall asleep on the work of God. I don't want to fall asleep doing the things of the kingdom. I want to make sure I'm doing the things that matter. I want to make sure that I'm doing more. Listen. I know what it is to have a life and have things in that life. But God did not call us to fill our life with things that would push Him out. And I see and believe and look through the Scripture and I realize that the blessings that we are going to have come according to what we're willing to do. We've got to do more. We need to do more. God wants us to do more. How many people are ready to do more? Are you a little just... Do you ever get just unsettled in your spirit and you think, I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something. I've got to do more. I've got to have more. Not stuff, not needless stuff, but I've got to have more of God. I want this church, this year... To have more of what God wants us to have. I want to read you a story right quick. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. and I want you to read. This is where the Lord brought me to in 2 Kings chapter 4. It said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take him, my two sons, to be bondmen. 
And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what thou hast in the house. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. Anybody ready to start pouring? And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. Somebody say, There's no more. And the oil stayed. Let me tell you, I believe like I'm standing here today that the Holy Ghost spoke this word into my spirit in prayer for this church in 2016 more and if he would speak that to us it's only because we're capable of it it's only because it's possible it's only because he's chosen us. Now maybe churches all across this land are preaching this to their people today. I don't know. But I know for this church sitting here in Winterville, Georgia, the Lord has said in 2016, you can do more. You can have more. You can be more than what you are. Let's, let's just pray right now for that. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. We receive the word right now in our spirit more. We receive that principle of doing more into our heart, into our walk with you, God. Help us today to do our best and to do all that we can and help us to do more. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn around and tell somebody, let's do more. Let's do more. I said earlier, I don't want to get complacent and get idle. I don't want to sit still and not doing what I ought to be doing for God. In Luke chapter 12, the Lord spoke a parable. He said there was a man that he brought in a great harvest. He said what he did, he, he didn't have enough room to receive it, so he tore down his small barns and he, he said, this is what I'll do. I'll build bigger barns and store my goods and store all this wealth. And he said, then I'm going to look around and say, hey, soul. Take thine ease. Rest. Be merry. Just You've got it laid up. You don't have to do nothing else. He said, I had a great harvest. I'm going to store it, and then I'm going to stop. And that's the way that churches operate today. If we're not careful, that's the mode we get in today. Now, we have shouted and got blessed and got touched. We've had healings in our midst, people restored, people talking in tongues. But don't you dare go home and say, Woo, I got such a blessing today. Next week, I won't have to do nothing. Build on the blessing that God has given you today. Go forth in victory. Go forth smarter. Go forth wiser. Go forth in faith and say, Huh, I kicked the devil in the teeth on Sunday and I'm going to walk on his head on Monday. I'm not going to sit back and rest on my blessing. Woo, last week, man, I, got, I just got so full of the Spirit, I won't have to do nothing for a whole month. 
Don't you dare let that idle spirit creep into your walk with God. I don't care if you sweat your tie off every week. I don't care if you kick your shoes off every week. I don't care if you have to roll in the floor every week. But you keep doing more for God. Don't come in next week and sit like Brother Gaddy said the other night. Don't come in here and sit like a ward on a pickle. Don't come in here and sit like a statue saying, whoo, everybody saw me last week. I'm going to just let them bask in my glow. But I'm going to tell you what. If that's your mindset, you're going to fall flat on your face on Monday. You won't, you won't have a glow on Sunday. We'll be trying to pray you back out of the ditch on Sunday. You need to go ahead and live every day for God. We need more living for God. We need more than just Sunday attendance while we need that. But we need more than just saying, Sunday I'm going to get my blessing and live on it all week. I want to get a blessing on Monday. I'm going to talk in tongues on Tuesday. I'll worship on Wednesday. I'm going to throw down on the devil on Thursday. I'm going to be free on Friday. Woo! I'm going to shout on Saturday. Hey! I'm going to keep going every day of the week. I want to do more. I don't want to try to build on what happened 10 years ago. I want to be building on what happened 10 seconds ago. 10 minutes ago. There are greater things to be done, but only if I do more. You ever heard the saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Because there's no variable, there's no change, there's no more. I'm only going to. And you'll have the same experience every week. Sometime, somehow, somewhere. And I'm not just talking about in the face of people. When you're by yourself. God, what can I do to improve? Don't come here looking for a workshop. Oh, let me gather all my pieces up and go to church sometimes we have to do that but don't live like that's the way you have to live when you're at home and there's nothing else going on instead, you know what the opposite of more is is less start doing less of other things and start doing more of what God wants you to do oh hey I don't, I don't know what we're going to say but pastor I need my me time the best me time you'll ever have is the me time you spend with God. It, it, it's, be, it's better than the me time with Netflix. It's better than the me time with voodoo. And hey, I, don't even, I, love, I love to watch a movie. And sorry if that bugs you, but I do. I like to watch movies. I like to watch Law and Order and TV shows and things like that. But if that's all I do, that's pushing me away from time with God. If I'm sitting around thinking, man, what can I do? And I just go plop down in the chair. And I need to make something in my spirit poke me and say, get up. Go pray. Get up and go read. Call somebody. Talk to somebody. Hey, I'm preaching to myself, church. I'm telling you. This is not just a vision for people that I pastor. This is the vision for you, for your pastor. I've got to do more in 2016. I've got to get busy in 20. I've got to do more of what God wants me to do. Don't let your, 
Don't let your hobbies take the place of God. Don't let your vacations take the place of God. I'm not against hobbies and I'm not against vacations. But I wish I would love to just throw a challenge out. What if for the next six months you just ignore your hobby and spend that time with God? What if you just decide uh, the things I normally do, uh, I'm going to do less of this year and I'm going to spend more. This year, this year, I'm going to say, hey, wonder if I could be stronger in the faith. Wonder if I could see signs and wonders and miracles. Wonder if I could do something for God. Wonder if I could hear the voice of God. Well, you could if you did more. We can if we seek him. We can if we pray to him. We can if we talk. We've got to do more if we're going to get more. Because if we keep doing what we've been doing, we're just going to get what we've got. We'll never leave this building. We'll never leave where we are. We'll always be right here. We've got to do more. Jesus expects us to do greater things than he did. You're not going to do it by sitting on your hands. You've got to do more. And greater things can be done. If we are willing to do it. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 13. Where the prophet's about to die. And Joash the king comes in. And the king shows, the prophet says these arrows. That's the deliverance of God. He's going to deliver Israel. And, and he shoots the arrow at the window. And then he hands the arrows to the king. He says now smite the ground. He didn't give him a number of times. He said Smite the ground. And he goes. And he stopped. And said that the prophet got mad at him. He got upset. He said, why would you only. If this is your deliverance we're talking about. This is the deliverance of your people. Why would you. I didn't say three. I said smite the ground. Why is it not that important for you to win? Why didn't you hit the ground five times or six times? You would have been completely delivered. But you were satisfied with three. If God tells me to smite the ground. Until he says stop. If he says to preach, then I'm going to preach. If he says to shout, I'm going to shout. Whatever he says to do, I'm going to do it till he lets me go. Because my deliverance might be dependent on it. The deliverance of my family might be dependent on it. If God tells me to fast, then I'm going to fast. If he says pray, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more of what God's got for me. I'm going to do more of what he wants me to do because somebody's deliverance depends on it. I'm the pastor. I've got to set the pace. I need to set the example. I'm not just preaching to people saying, hey, you carry the load and I'll preach a little bit every week. I promise you this, that I will be doing more in 2016. I'll be doing more. It depends on what we want to do. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, Paul said, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Sometimes people do things sparingly because they feel like 
I don't want it to run out. I want to savor it. What we got from God can't run out. You can't use up your Holy Ghost. You can't pray too many prayers. You can't shout too much. You can't worship too much. You can't praise Him too much. And He says, you set the pace for your life. And we are setting the pace for this church. And if we sow sparingly, then we're going to reap sparingly. We cannot fuss if the waters are not troubled if we're not doing more. We cannot fuss if the altars are empty if we're not doing more. We cannot fuss about not having a new building if we're not doing more. We can't complain about not having revival if we're not doing more. Honey, I'm telling you, God's ready to pour out. God's ready to do a work. He told us in his word, in one place he said, if my people will humble themselves and pray. He said, if they'll get busy, I'll come down and I'll heal the land. But they've got to do more of what I want them to do before I come and bless them. It's time for God's people to stand up and say, I'm going to do more of what the king wants me to do. I'm going to do more of what this Holy Ghost wants me to do. I'm going to listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church and I'm going to do it. So then he says, and in case you don't just get it automatically, it works the other way. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Well, that's, you know, God's good with common sense. If you go out and say, I'm going to plant a garden, and you plow up five acres, and you go plant two seeds in the ground, you're going to have two stalks of corn or whatever you planted, and you're going to be like, oh, I can't believe I ain't got more. How big is your garden? Well, I plowed five acres up. What you got? Well, I got a couple of ears of corn, and that's it. People's going to say, Look at all the ground you've got. Look at what you're not making use of. Well, I didn't want to use all my seed up. What do you think it's for? Well, I've got the bag. Scripture asked the question, is the seed yet in the barn? You've got five acres. Go get that bag of seed and pour it out. So you can feed your family, feed your neighbors, sell some and live off of it. Quit hiding your gifts. Quit hiding your anointing. Quit hiding the things that God gave you. Stop burying it in the earth. Realize you've got to do more. The wicked servant that he rebuked in the book of Matthew, he said, I already had this. Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do more with it? Because I was afraid. But listen, the promise is there. If I will sow bountifully. Hey, that's work. Yeah, but to plant five acres, you know, that's a long time. And that's a lot of upkeep. And that's a lot of work. If I just plant these two little bushes, uh, I don't even hardly have to look after it. But you don't get nothing. 
And this is going to take dedication. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take reassessing your life and realigning your values and start throwing some things out of your life. It may, it may even come down to telling some people you've got to hit the road. There may be some things you're going to have to let go of, some places you're going to have to stop going, some things you're going to have to stop watching. There's some things that you're going to have to do less of so you can get more of God in there. But if we want a chill bump Sunday only, dead all week walk with God, we can have it. The Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect? All you got to do is neglect. Don't do nothing. You ain't even got to go do nothing bad. Just don't do nothing. Just don't do any more than what you're doing. And you'll be sitting 20 years later if the Lord tells you, I wonder why I can't break through. Mm, man, I'm telling you, I'm preaching deliverance for somebody today. Did I not say in my word, that with every temptation I would make a way of escape? Your way out today is to do more. Your way out is to do more. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is talking to you today. He's trying to raise up some people. He's trying to raise up what we call old-time prophets. But he said, I don't need old-time prophets. I need new-time prophets. I need new generation people of God that's not afraid to lay hands on somebody in my name and raise the dead. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? I don't care about your past. I don't care about your mistakes. Do more for God. Do more for God. Somebody lift your hands and just begin to praise him. Shambana kehataya. Usama shelarabosandamakataya. Ibokasha mesorarakataya. Oh, he I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost today, you might question yourself, but God's got your number. You, might, you may not feel like you're much, but God is desiring to use you and change you. You'd never know what you might do for the Lord. You never know what impact you might have on somebody. God wants to do more with you. Don't do it. Don't let the sign or the tag be applied to you that I'm a Sunday only church worshiper. Don't say I'm just a Sunday only apostolic but I'm every day of the week, 24 hours a day, child of God, blood bought, blood washed, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And I've got 
to do more for God. This world is looking for somebody to show them that there's more. More than programs. More than just a a little kind word, a little slap on the wrist. They want to see the power of God. They want to change. They want deliverance. They want out. Somebody's got to do more to show them. Jesus said the harvest is great. That means we've got to do more. People are dying and going to hell because somebody's not doing more to reach them. People are living every day without Jesus because we're not doing more. I'm not fussing. I'm just realizing today how inadequate I have been. I want to make sure this year I obey the word from the Holy Ghost and do more for the kingdom. Oh, yes, that's it. Come on, let the Lord speak it into your spirit today. Let the Lord speak it into your heart today. Do more. I did it all for you. I gave my everything for you. I'm just asking you to do a little more. Do a little more. Ah. I'm telling you, people's lives depend on it. Your victory, your freedom, your family is dependent on you. The story we read about this woman, she had a a terrible predicament. They were going to take her sons, lock them up, and keep them. The solution was, hey, go borrow vessels, not a few. He didn't give her a number. I picture in my mind, give me a little leeway here. The woman's in the house. She's got the pot of oil. Here comes the boy in the door. Mom, I got two pots. Go get some more. Come back. We got ten. Go get some more. Come back with a wagon. Mom, this is 50 jars and pots. We went all over town. 50 more. Go get some more. Mom, we look like junk dealers. We we look crazy. Knocking on the door. You got any empty vessels? We've been all over town. We look like fanatics. You go to church three times a week? Well, you a fanatic? Hey, you want to go hang out tonight? No, I got prayer meeting. What? Didn't you go last week? You got to go every time the doors are open? Yeah, I do. Well, you just look crazy. I might look crazy. But one day you're going to say, hey, would you pray for me? And when that day comes, I want to be fully furnished with the gift of God so I can pray a blessing in your life. And I can see her telling her sons, I don't care what we look like. I don't want to lose you. 
And if we don't have enough, you're going to prison. If we don't have enough, how are we going to live? What you do more is going to help somebody. Your freedom depends on it. Your well-being depends on it. You've got family, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, cousins, people you love, friends that you would die for. But what good would that do if you hadn't told them anything about Jesus? What good would that do if you hadn't given them any answers? Do more. Be a light. Stick out. You know what a light does? It sticks out. And if this room's dark and I flip the light on, guess what stands out? The light. You're going to stand out. Get used to it. Darkness and people in darkness will never comprehend the light. They can't understand it until they become like themselves. So don't. Don't stop just because they don't understand. Don't quit because they question what you're doing. If they call you names... They might look at you and call you all kind of names. But someday, they're going to ask you to pray. They're going to ask your church to pray. They're going to ask you, how is it that you are not losing your mind? How is it that you're still hanging? How is it that you've got it all together? How is it that you don't fall apart when trouble goes? How are you doing this? Because I've done more for God than I did for this world. I'm doing more for Him. I'm getting closer to Him. Got a world that needs more from the church. We were called to be the light of the world, not lamps in the house. You don't turn your light off in here either. But we were called to be the light of the world. So let your lights shine. Do more. If you want more distance between you and your past, then do more for Jesus. If you want more distance between you and your failures, do more for your future. Paul made a statement in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Somehow we have converted this statement to a troubles and trials statement only. The only time we quote it is when we're under a heavy load. Oh, I can do all things. When we're sick, I can do all things. When I'm struggling, I can do all things. How about when I go to church I can do all things how about when I pray I can do all things how about when I witness I can do all things how about using it for the things you can do he didn't say I can endure all things through Christ which we can but that's not what he said he said I can do what this world needs I don't have to just skimp by I can do what this world needs I can do more because he'll give me the strength It's not just for my troubles and trials. I can do more through Him who is in me. The hope of glory. Now, another scripture about doing we like to quote is Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly or unto Him who can do more. Above all that we ask or think according He can do it according to. Are we activating the power that's in us? It's just like somebody hires you for a job on commission. How much am I going to get paid? It's according to what you sell. 
It's according to how motivated you are. So he's telling me here, we always say, oh, he can do all more than I can even think of through the power that's in me. And we say, that's faith. He's talking about Jesus in you. He said, I'm in there if you'll just activate the power. And now, he's doing it, but I'm the vessel. I can do all things. He can do everything above what I can ask or think. He can do more through the power according to what am I letting him have access to in my life? How much access are you letting Jesus have in your life? Because he's going to do it according to what you let him have. People say, I've never experienced that exceedingly abundantly. Then let him have access to your life. We need more of Christ working in our lives so we can recognize, recognize the more that he wants to do. I'm winding up, folks, winding up. Now we can exist in this same place. We can have good services now and then, baptize a few. Or we can have an apostolic word of God, Holy Ghost revival, that will shake us and our loved ones to the core. That's what I want. A life offering walk with God that will bring a harvest like we have never seen. If we do more. More praying. Somebody say more praying. More fasting. More giving. That's Jesus talking. When you pray, when you fast, when you give. If we have more faith, if we give Him more praise, if we have more worship, if we are more thankful than we've ever been, we're going to see more. When we have more preaching, more teaching, more seeking, more studying, when we have more meditation in His Word, we're going to overcome more. We're going to do more. When we have more serving, more dedication, more consecration, more adherence and obedience to the Word of God, more church involvement, more church attendance, more church support, that's a big one. Because people today, they, they poison our churchgoers' minds by saying, and I know it's true, I know God's not contained in these four walls, but it doesn't do away with the necessity of your local church assembly. That's right. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. You're meant to get together and fellowship with the brethren and get in touch with God and hear preaching so you can have faith. Church is important. I know if you're sick, you're not going to be here. I know sometimes we have to miss. There's just no way around it. But don't make the choice to just sit home and stay home. Church involvement, church attendance, church support. We need more love. More unity. More mercy. More forgiveness. More reaching. We will see more. More of his kingdom come. More of his will in earth as it is in heaven. We will see and experience the blessings of more. If we do more of what God wants, then there's less time to do anything wrong. If we put more of the things of God in us, there is no room for anything else. So I need to know today. I'm asking you in this house today. Are you willing this year to do more? Are you willing to stretch outside of your comfort zone this year and do more? Are you ready and willing 
reach out into new realms, the Holy Ghost, and do more. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take desire. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take a made-up mind. I said earlier at watch night that we don't need a New Year's resolution. But we need Jesus because He's the real solution. (laughs) This year we need more of Jesus. I need more of Him. I am as close to God as I want to be. You know what I'm saying? It's dependent on me. You are as close to God. You say, oh, I want to get closer to God. Well, you're as close as you want to be. You're as close as you feel comfortable with. But it's time to put those things aside. And see what, see, just see what will happen. If you decide, you know what, I'm not going out this Saturday. This Saturday night, I'm going to. I'm going to get ready for bed a little early. I'm going to go in my bedroom. I'm going to shut the door. And for about two or three hours before I go to bed, I'm just going to pray. And ask God to speak to me. Ask God to show me what I can do. I'm going to, when I get home today, it's Sunday, I'm going to, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to ready for, be ready for a nap. But before I take a nap, God, show me what I can do. I'm going to call somebody and pray for them. I'm going to call somebody and encourage them. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more than take a nap. I'm going to do more than go out to eat. I'm going to talk to somebody. When I go to the restaurant today, I'm going to do more than just order my food. I'm going to tell the waitress or the waiter, man, we had an awesome Holy Ghost service in church. I'm going to tell them about the Lord. I'm telling you, it'll get you out of your comfort zone. I asked you, are you willing to do more? Because if we do what we've always done, we're going to have what we've always had. We're only going to get what we've always gotten. But the Holy Ghost is challenging this congregation in this church. And even if you're visiting and you go home to your home church, when you get to your home church, you're going to have to do more because you was in a place where the Lord spoke to you today and said, you need to do more. I've got to do more. If anybody's willing to take that challenge for this year, would you just come to the front and lift your hands and begin to pray? Everyone that's ready to accept the challenge of more, I want you to come and just ask God for guidance. Come and begin to ask Him for help. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Come on. File on in close where these can especially on the sides where those coming down can get in. I know it's tight. I know we're packed in. It's all right. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I know some of you can't come down. I know that. It's all right. Right where you are. Hallelujah. That's it. Now let's lift our hands and begin to pray. Begin to talk to the Lord. Come on, begin to seek Him. More of you, Jesus. I need more of you, Jesus. That's it. Come on, church. Come on, church.
ourselves. We say it quickly. Maybe it doesn't even really mean anything. We say it to inspire giving a lot of times. Well, you know, you can't outgive the Lord. In other words, we're saying the more you give, the more He blesses. I'm telling you, I'm just talking about money. If I give Him more of my time, He's going to do more with me. If I give Him more of my life, He's going to do more with me. The Bible says two are better than one for they have a good reward for their labor. Two people can get more done than one. The Lord sent them out two by two. You need to make sure you're doing all you can, doing more than you normally do. But you need to make sure you're connected to somebody. You need a prayer buddy. You need a, a prayer party. You need to make sure that you're connected to people in your church. Don't try to be the Lone Ranger and go out there on your own. Do all you can for yourself, of course. Make sure somebody's agreeing in faith with you. What did the Lord say? If there's two or three, there I am. Or if two touch and agree on anything. So get somebody agreeing with you. Hey, get somebody you can confide in. If somebody confides in you, don't, don't tell it everybody. If they, if they give it to you only, you keep it only. Hey, I want you to pray about this. I'm thinking about, I feel like the God's calling me to this, calling me to that. Pray about it. Pray for them. Help people achieve more. Let's work together. This is for our church. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are waiting for this church to get active. They're waiting for, they don't know it yet, but they're waiting for this church, for this congregation. They're waiting for me and you to speak to them, to invite them, to pray for them. And right now, we don't even have anywhere to put them. God's going to give us room for more. I believe it in Jesus. I believe it as good as I'm standing here. So I want you to believe that today. Take the hand of somebody beside you. We're going to pray and seal this word of God today. We're going to seal this word with the name of Jesus. We're going to seal it into our lives, into our walk, into our spirit today. Jesus, we love and praise you. God, we're humbled that you would call us, desire us to work in your field. The harvest is great. Lord, we receive the word today. More. More of you. More service to you. More like you. Reach more praying, more fasting, more giving, more faith. More, we receive it today. We take it today, Lord. God, help us to do more to trust you to give you access. unity, Lord. Oh, love. Oh, love for one another. Make us to be in one mind and one accord. In the name of Jesus, send us out, Lord. Send us out to do more.
to accomplish more. In the precious name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody clap their hands to the Lord. know you've got some elders in your life and would you look at their life every time they talk they tell you about what they was doing for the Lord they were building churches having six seven eight week revivals every night revival people get mad if you want to take a night off brother Bart said they had a revival going with brother Steve Coles and people was getting the Holy Ghost every night and Said we thought they was tired. We was gonna give them the night one night off. Said people had a fit. No, we don't want to take a night off. Can you imagine for about five weeks going to church every night? That's about all we can do is imagine it, ain't it? But they talked about doing things like going out into the woods and praying. Not just one to them, but the men's group would. They'd go out. Brother Mark said we'd go to. They'd go to his farm. They'd go out, get under the pine trees out there, and they'd pray in the woods and spend hours just praying and seeking God. People just laid out in the on the ground, God speaking to them. We can't complain about where we are. We're where we are because of who we are. If we want to go to that next level, if we want to go to higher, if we want more than, hey, if it was good enough for them. It's good enough for us. And we've got a lot more modern conveniences to use that we could be doing more. So let's make it up in our mind. I'm telling you, God's speaking. He blew on some dry bones and put them back together and raised up a great army. And He's blowing through us today. He's touching dry bones and he's putting them back together and he's bringing us back to life. And he's saying, I never changed the way I wanted my people to be. My people changed what they thought I wanted them to be. I want people to get back what they're supposed to be. And so us, us church, how long has it been since any of us been called a fanatic? How long has it been since we've been laughed at or fingers pointed at us because because you go to town and you, you look different. How long has that been? Oh, they went through so many things because it was their everyday life. But it's all them that say, I watched cancers fall off people. I watched dead people come back to life. I watched blinded eyes open. I watched... I saw angels standing in my room. I saw angels standing in the church. I heard the voice of God. It's... And those people are they're dying they're going on to their reward 
And I don't want the voice of those testimonies to grow silent. I don't want the voice of those testimonies to stop. I want this generation, these that are under us, myself included, I want us walking in here not going to believe what happened last night. The angel of the Lord walked into my room. That's what I want to see happening. Angels of God. Anybody else? Praise God. Can we lift our hands and just thank Him one more time? God's calling us to something, church. God's calling us to something. God's calling us deep call unto deep. The Spirit searches the deep things. We need more of the Spirit. Holy Ghost that God gave you in search and let it out. Oh, show us, Lord. Show us. Show us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. go out empowered and in the authority of the word more in Jesus name I love you God bless you you can be dismissed today